In today's episode, we're going to talk about dating and God, religious beliefs, spirituality. How important is it? Does it matter? We'll be right back. Hello, everybody. It's Timmy Gibson, your host of The Timmy Gibson Show. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about dating, love, religious, religious, (laughs) religious beliefs, spirituality. How important is it? Does it matter? And I think it does. I uh, recently was on um, a local TV show here, and they were interviewing me about uh, compatibility and how important is compatibility in achieving a a healthy, happy relationship. And of course, everyone knows that there's many facets to a relationship. But when it comes to compatibility, often people, when they say, I have met my soulmate, usually, usually what that means is they've found someone who has similar interests, like and, and, you know, whatever I like, they like what, what I enjoy doing, they enjoy doing what I like eating. They like eating, you know, how I believe about God is how they believe about God. Now I, I must admit that opposites do attract and not that everything has to be the same, same, but John Gottman, I think it's the John Gottman Institute of, of marriage and family and stuff like that. He wrote a book, I believe it's called The Seven Principles of a Healthy Marriage. I believe that's the title. Anyway, you look up Dr. John Gottman, and he's got a lot of great resources out there on on this subject. And in his estimation and reports and surveys or statistics or whatever you want to call it, he put out something not too long ago that said what led couples to to stay together till death do us part kind of a thing, you know, couples that worked together 25, 30, 40, 50 years were, um, same, 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 meaning, um, what, what he liked, she liked, uh, where she liked to go, he liked to go, um, what he enjoyed, she enjoyed. And that those things were, were really critically important in the longevity of the relationship. Now, again, if, if, if for some reason you're listening to, to this episode, this podcast, and you're thinking, I'm married and everything about my relationship is the opposite. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. I mean, it, different strokes for different folks. You know, what works for one doesn't always work for the other. You know, like, like I had someone once tell me when I was starting a business, they said, uh, Timmy, there's a lot of ways to skin the cat. And so, um, you know, you, you can't, you can't, think that there's only one way. And so I, I understand that. I agree with that. I, I can wrap my mind around that. Um, though I would definitely encourage those who are, uh, single. I would say a couple things for, let me talk to the singles first. And then those of you that are maybe married, uh, I, I have some thoughts about that too. But so for, for those of you that are single, often what we do when we when we're attracted to someone or we like someone, we will justify, we'll will dumb down the red flags because there's something else about this person that we like. You know, maybe this person has a really fun personality, and so we just we're really attracted to their their funness. But then we we overlook their 
their whatever, their laziness or their lack of whatever. We just overlook certain things because we're so enamored with, with the personality or, you know, for guys, guys are super visual. So when a girl is beautiful, uh, it, it's like, we'll overlook everything else because she's just so beautiful and, and we're just so visually stimulated that we, we overlook personality or emotional issues. And I, and I hear this all the time and I, I work, I'm here in Kansas city. I work as a relationship coach, also a date coach, um, and also a life coach, uh, kind of helping people with, uh, work through anxiety, worry, panic, and that kind of stuff, as well as again, you know, dating and relationships. And I, I, I hear this all the time. I knew when I met her, you know, that bothered me, but I just overlooked it. Or I knew, I knew that I didn't like that about him, but I just overlooked it. <laughs> you know, it's like the same story. They, they recognized this area that was not a fit, but because of the emotional connection or because of the sex or because of the, the physical attraction, they, they overlooked the, what we term in, in, in uh, the dating circles, we call this the red flags. Look for the red flags. And here's the honest truth. Everyone you meet, I do not care who it is and how even compatible they are. Everyone has some red flags and maybe red flags. Maybe that's the wrong word because red flag, that sounds super bad. Um, no one's perfect, right? So, you know, every, everybody, everybody is human. And so you're, you're not going to find, you know, we always talk about looking for the unicorn. Well, there are no unicorns. Okay. Unicorns, they're not real. And, and those live in the land of fairy tales, right? Of course, there's not, a, there's no unicorns. And you know that I know that everyone knows that, but for whatever reason, we, we will look for that. But what I think a unicorn is, what, what a unicorn is, is a right fit for you. Right. A unicorn to you isn't a unicorn for everyone else. I'm going to take a drink of my coffee. Pardon me. Oh my gosh. So good. So does that make sense? In other words, your unicorn wouldn't be my unicorn and, and vice versa. But back to the original topic of finding someone of similar faith, I believe it is very important. Now, I'm going to put a little comma there with this phrase. I believe that finding someone of similar faith is very important, comma, if that is something that's very important to you, full stop. So if you value spirituality or religious beliefs, then it stands to reason that that's something that you should probably share with a prospective mate. I, of course, have seen relationships work where there's a little discrepancy, but more often than not, as a relationship coach, I've had people in my office who are complaining and having issues with, I don't like going to church alone. He never goes to church with me or he, you know, 
and and it's it's a it's an issue it's a problem because she or he either one doesn't matter but you know she values faith and he does not and so so if you're married and listening to me and this is a frustration of yours one i could definitely help you uh, you know, email me, Timmy at timmygibson.com and we can set up a coaching session. Um, but I'll just quickly give you one thought, which is you just have to change your mindset. If, if you're in a committed relationship and you love this person and there is a discrepancy or a difference within your faith or religious perspectives and it's bothering you, okay? If it's bothering you, the responsibility is on you, not them. You're not going to change them. You're not going to get them to all of a sudden value spirituality like you do. That that's literally impossible. Now it can happen over time. It it, it can happen, but it 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 doesn't normally. So you must change. And what I mean by that is not that you now do not find spirituality important. What I'm saying is is that you now only focus on your spirituality as it relates to you and not as it relates to them. Right. So even, even honestly, that's an unhealthy perspective in a relationship anyway, to, to want to, or not to want to, I think that's, I think that's pretty human, human nature to want to change someone in what, to what we think is better. Right. But that, that's, that's an unhealthy trait. So if you're, wanting your partner to do such and such if you're wanting your partner to be more spiritual if you're wanting your partner to go to church you know there's several things here that that come to mind one you know now when you first met them and if they were coming to church with you all the time and then once you got married they stopped i mean that's a little deceptive i would say that's that's worthy of a of a of a counseling session <laughs> because that 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 was that was pretty deceptive, you know, to, to act like you were to, you know, to have a partner act like they were interested in spiritual things. And then once you get married or committed, they then change. Right. I mean, and I would say that about any topic, if you're, if your partner acted like they really liked work and then after you got married, they quit their job and got lazy. That, that to me is a, a breach of contract. And that's, that's a, a deception. Uh, if they acted like they were big time into fitness and then, you know, you get together and then they quit working out, they quit, they quit doing the fitness stuff and start eating junk food all the time. Uh, clearly, uh, <laughs> clearly that's deceptive and, and that, that would necessitate a, a counseling session <laughs> like that. That definitely would be, uh, something that I would address because that's, that, um, that's not right. Uh, but in, in the, in a case where you met someone and they weren't interested in things of faith and they stayed consistent with that, but in your mind, here's where the problem is in your mind, you were going to save them, right? You were going to help them find the benefits of religion and faith and spirituality. I'll help them see the light. Okay. That's, that's where we get into trouble. That's where we get into trouble because now you're trying to change someone to alter someone and, and that never works. That just never works. I mean, think about it. Let's just reverse that. Someone tries to change you. Do you like it or you, you resist it? 
right? You resist it. That which you resist persists. So it, it, you're definitely not going to convert your partner to a, a, the same level or passion or interest in spiritual things um, to, to have this, an interest and a passion as much as you do. That is something that you just need to do for yourself, with yourself, by yourself, and um, not concern yourself with their spirituality. And here's where the, here's where the problem can be. And I, th and this comes from, you know, just my understanding of, uh, you know, being raised in a religious home. You know, I don't consider myself religious now. I consider myself spiritual. I, you know, I no longer consider myself an evangelical Christian. I am a Christian, but not an evangelical Christian because of things that I've mentioned in another episode of my podcast. Um, so, if if by chance you're listening to this and you're you are an evangelical or or not just an evangelical but if you're highly religious uh, usually when someone is highly religious a they value the religious stuff okay so they they have a high value in that and and they think everyone should value that typically not always okay so no don't send me any angry emails yet you can send me angry emails, emails about a lot of things, but but hang on here. So typically, not always, typically religious people think that what they believe is right. And they typically, typically think that it's not only right for them, but it's right for everyone. And, and this is where it can get into problems and issues. I mean, this is, this is also a part of the landscape and the problem with what we have going on in the world today, just with politics. Uh, a, a Republican believes that a Republican view is the right view. Therefore, anyone not Republican is an idiot. And then liberals or Democrats believe that the Democrat way is the way. It's the right way to think. If you don't think like a Democrat or don't vote for a Democrat, you're an absolute idiot. And, and, can I just be honest here? Both of those views are idiotic. Both of those views are moronic. Okay. Both of those views are, are just ridiculous. Um, now, is it okay to say, no, for me, for what I believe, I see that Republican makes more sense or I see and value more the Republican view uh, but to each his own and, or I see that the Democrat has more of a view that I can resonate with. I think it seems more right, yada, yada. And to each his own. Yeah, of course. Well, of course. Hello. We live in a free world. We live in a free country. Some people like, um, you know, jeans. Some people like khakis. Some people like dress pants. Some people like dresses. Some people like shorts. Some people like flip-flops. Some people like tennis shoes. Some people like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> some people like vegan. Some people like meat. Some <laughs> I mean, you know, um, but when it gets into that divisive, when it gets into that, um, that unhealthy place of I'm a vegan and everybody should be a vegan, uh, or I am this and everybody should be like this. Um, now I'm, uh, you know, I feel like I have to keep justifying myself and, and not because of me, but just because I can hear hearers out there listening to me, um, of course, we have to have people that champion th champion things. You know, there are people that I, I was a vegan. I was a vegan for 
I say vegan. That's a, that's probably a little harsh. I was a vegetarian. I was vegan for a little bit and that was a little harder to do. And so I kind of switched to vegetarianism, but I was never the kind of vegetarian that felt everybody needed to be a vegetarian. Now I felt like vegetarian was the better way to live. So in an essence, I did feel that everybody should <laughs> eat vegetarian, but I didn't demand it of people. Does that make sense? Like I didn't sit next to someone who had meat on their plate and, you know, want to move and not sit next to them or look over at them and, and couldn't even look at the meat on their plate. I can't even look at that. I can't. It's disgusting. I never, I never felt that way. <laughs> I felt like uh, you do you, you, you can eat that meat and I won't. Um, and that lasted for about 12 years. And, and now I, I love bacon. So I've switched. Lee, I, I switched. I, I jumped back. I jumped back over. I couldn't give up bacon any longer. So, uh, but I'm, and I'm, so when you have these beliefs, it's okay to have differing beliefs. It's okay to do whatever the hell you want to do. But when we become polarizing, especially in the context of a relationship, especially within the context of a committed partnership, so again, back to the original conversation, it is only as important as it is important to you. So if you are highly spiritual or highly religious, then yes, I, I, I do feel that that is probably something that you should share with a partner and you should look for in a partner. I think that it is important. Uh, I know for me, uh, as a, uh, single man, I, when I am considering prospective, uh, partners, prospective dates, when I'm going on dates, it's one of the things that I want the, how I want the conversation to go to pretty quick. I, I really would like the conversation. I really would like to find out from the person kind of what their view is spiritually and not again, not that it needs to be, it doesn't need to be exactly like mine. It doesn't, none of that, but I would like it to be something that I could share with that person, something that we can, you know, talk about, uh, something that, you know, a conversations that we can be engaged in and learn and grow from each other. Again, because it's important to me. That's why it would be important to me in a partner, right? Um, now, when it gets into specific religions, like, um, like for me, I'm, I was born in a, in a Christian home. Uh, I still hold on to some of the Christian beliefs. I'm more spiritual than I'm Christian. Uh, so for me, it's just the idea of spirituality. So, you know, could I date someone who's a Buddhist? Well, of course. That's, I mean, Buddhist, Buddhism is spiritual. Could I date someone who is a Christian? Yes, as long as they weren't a hyper dogmatic Christian. And this has been one of the one of the biggest struggles. A lot of I've done a lot of coaching on this topic. It's actually one of my sweet spots, if you will, like one of the areas that I've really been have been able to help a lot of people with. And it's this whole issue. I, I just had a, a session with a, a young lady the other day, and she's a Christian, yet she's she's pretty liberal. And 
and, and I'm not, and I don't care what you believe about all this stuff. I'm just telling you her situation, but she, she goes to church every Sunday. She loves God. She believes in Jesus yet. Uh, you know, she drinks alcohol, she cusses, um, she has sex before marriage and she, um, you know, she's, she's, yeah. So she's, she's liberal. She, you know, she supports the LGBTQ community. I mean, there's all these things now, again, you're thinking maybe, well, yeah, I'm the same way. Well, that's great. Uh, I have also coached couple or coached individuals who were a Christian and went to church every Sunday, but they didn't cuss. They didn't have sex before marriage. They didn't drink. Um, they were very dogmatic and, and I've coached both kinds of couples and both have expressed the difficulty in finding a match. In other words, this girl that's more liberal in her living, her inner lifestyle, but but conservative in her spirituality, she's talked about how difficult it is. She goes, yeah, I'll find, I'll meet a guy. We go on a date. You know, he's a Christian too, so that's great. But yet we go out to eat and he, did, he doesn't drink. And and not that he, not that he has to drink uh, for her to be happy. It's just that you know, he, he doesn't believe in dancing. He doesn't cuss. He, and, and it's just, it's, it's been frustrating for her because it's like a lot of the quote unquote religious or Christian guys that she has met are super conservative Christians. And, and, and so here's the, okay. So here's the difficult part. So, cause she said twofold. So she, she'll, she wants to meet a Christian, but then when she meets Christians, they're way too conservative and too dogmatic. So then she'll meet someone who, um, who is a, a quasi Christian or would say, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe there's a God, maybe not, whatever. And, but, but then they're too non-committed to, to any things of faith. Does that make sense? Like they're, they're, they're two extremes. It's like the Christian that has no dedication or any kind of faith. And it's more of a label than anything else. And then on the other side of the, the, the coin, it's, it's the Christian who's super dogmatic, very religious, very strict and conservative in every way. And there's no in between. So I, <laughs> I, I have, I've, I've experienced a, a lot of that too. And I've seen that. Um, even in my own personal dating life where I've, I've, you know, because I'm, I would call myself a Christian, but I am, you know, uh, open to Buddhism and Hinduism and, and Judaism and whatever. Like I, I don't, it, you know, to me, all, all religions are equal, equally equal. And so in other words, I don't feel like one is better than the other. One is just maybe more of a fit for different people than another. Does that make sense? So so anyway, th- I mean, this gets into a whole, <laughs> whole other topic about uh, judgment and, and 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 all that stuff. So, okay, let me let me come back to to what we <laughs> what we were originally talking. I know this is all good stuff because I mean, I coach people all the time. Like this topic is a hot topic. I'm sure this is probably going to be one of my one of my best uh, episodes uh, on my podcast, just because. It, it is something that I deal with, especially here in the Midwest, all the time that I coach people who are Christian and I'm using Christian as religious, you know, they're Catholic, whatever, whatever they are, they're, they're, they're a Christian, a lot of Christians here in the Midwest, and they're looking for someone who shares 
their religious perspective, but it's hard to find someone that shares their religious perspective to the extent that they do, either whether that's more liberal or more conservative, because I really believe that Christianity or any religious belief for that reason, for that, for that um, reason. Yeah. For that reason, is that, is that a right sentence? Anyway, it, it's a scale. You know, if, if I don't think Christian is a, is a dot, I think Christian is a, is a scale. Like if you put a, a line, like a horizontal line and on the far left is a, is a liberal Christian, meaning I believe in God and I believe in Jesus, but you know, I, I drink and cuss and have sex before marriage and live life. And then on the far right side, and, and I still believe God loves me period. Right. And then on the far right side, you have the kind of Christian who is, um, you know, at church every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, and they go to Bible study and, and they don't cuss, they don't drink, uh, they don't have sex before marriage. You know, they, they live this real strict kind of life and you do you wherever you are on that scale, whatever it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And I think what's unhealthy is to be on that scale somewhere and feel like everyone else on that scale needs to be where you are on that scale right like if 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 i'm at a if i'm on the far right then i think everybody that's on the far left is wrong or i feel like every if i'm on the far left everybody on the far right is wrong so you know i i think this is a whole philosophy of life uh and it's it is very very important uh to to really probably self-identify so so let me get to some maybe some helpful information here that would maybe help you figure figure this out for yourself and again, if, if you're married, um, you know, this is just a conversation that you need to have with your partner. I mean, clearly, uh, if you're already in a committed partnership, you're married, um, then I could work with you as a couple and I could help you uh, navigate through those those tough conversations. Uh, but you just got to get on the same page. Either A, you're both on the same page or you both get on the same page to be OK with wh where each other is in relation to your spiritual journey and, and stop judging and stop trying to change each other. Um, just you be you, let them be them and engage in healthy conversation. But for everybody else who may, may be listening to this and, and you're single, um, I think the first step, the first step is determining, determining, determining. <laughs> yeah. Is to determine. There we go where you are on that scale are like, you know what I mean? Like self-identify how important is religious faith to you? How important is it? Right? So is it important that your partner go to church with you? Okay. You need to know this. Is it important that they believe the same as you? That needs to be put down. Like you need to write this stuff down. Where are, are, are you okay with living out your religious life, your Christian life alone in a partnership, or is it something that you must share with your partner? Because that's, here's the deal. All relationships are based upon your perspective and then your partner's perspective. Say, well, I'm, if you're okay with them being different than you, then it's okay. It's only not okay if you're not okay with it. That's why I always say if you're in a committed partnership, then you just need to change your attitude and you need to be okay with it. 
because the, it is what it is, right? If you live with a, a messy partner, right, and you hate it, well, you just need to quit hating that. <laughs> like you just need to quit hating it, right? It, you married this person knowing they were messy, and therefore you chose it. So you just need to be happy with it. Well, I was hoping that I could, you know, my cleanliness would help them be cleaner. No, that will never happen. They will always be messy. Um, they may grow by a millimeter, but if they were messy when you married them, they're going to be messy forever. So you just need to accept that and embrace that and get over that. That's the only way it works. If you keep, if you keep bitching and, and griping and complaining and, and yelling, it, it's, it's, it's only going to get worse and it's, it's never going to get better. And it's, it's literally going to get worse. So, um, you know, be the bigger person, drop it, let it go and, and find some kind of happy medium for yourself where you can keep your own area clean and allow them to keep their area, uh, dirty. And, and I know when you're living in a partnership that that can cross over, but you need to talk to your partner and come up with some kind of boundaries and, and rules and things that work, uh, for each other in order to uh, make that work. And, and it's the same thing spiritually, same thing religiously, same thing when it comes to every area of life is to find compromise. That's what, that's what marriage is. That's what a partnership is. It's compromise. It is literally all about compromise. I tell people, so single people all the time, if you, if you are stubborn you need to, you need to search your soul because it's going to be difficult. Marriage is going to be difficult. If you're stubborn, you've got to be more, um, flexible and, and willing to, to, um, give a little, that's what a relationship is all about. Giving a little. So I'm going to end this podcast today in this episode with letting you know, yes, I'd love to work with you. If you need some coaching, hit me up, Timmy at timmygibson.com. And I can definitely help you find some peace in your journey of dating and or find peace in your relationship. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Peace.